Hello and welcome back to the Keep Me In A Podcast. I'm your host, Karen. Today, I'm joined with the king, Tommy. How are you doing today? Uh, today, I'm doing very well. A um, little under the weather, but that's it's just that time of year. That time of luckily, year. luckily, not COVID. Um, <laughs> I did test because they had, at this time, this is recorded, they had us do all the tests at school. I tested negative, luckily. I'm just a little sniffly. Well, that's that's good. Well, you you doing well, so it's good to hear. So, yes. what are we talking about today? Uh, today, um, we're gonna be ta- talking about trans issues, um, specifically trans uh, male issues. Just because on personal, personally, I'm not too comfortable talking about trans women's issues, just because there is a difference in what trans men and trans women go through, and I don't feel too comfortable talking about something that I'm not gonna go through and I might not understand. As well as non-binary issues, because I'm not going to go through or experience that. Gotcha. So, we might as well just jump right in here. Um, so, you want me to ask to start off, uh, since there's a couple terms people might not know. So, what are some terms that we'll be using throughout this podcast that our viewers may not know about? Um, the term cisgendered and transgender. Cisgendered is basically the opposite. Transgendered cisgender is you identify with the gender sex you are given at birth okay gotcha and and of course transgender is you identify as a different gender as the one that assigned as as birth gotcha and those like the main two terms or are there any other ones as well um there's passing which is how well you pass like how well um you basically how much you look as whatever gender you're identifying as like Mm. basically it influences how often people can just tell if you're a man. Okay. And in, in my personal experience, um, people tell me I, I pass very well. And personally, I don't think passing matters too much in terms of whether you are the gender you identify as. There's mm-hmm. nothing. There's nothing you can like. If you say you, you're a gender, that's what you are. Like, there's. I don't. It, pra- passing doesn't have to do with that. It's just more what you look like and what people see you as gotcha and does that round out our vocabulary list or is there any um more? i think the last one is dysphoria and dysphoria <laughs> is the discomfort in my in the body just basically like in in trans terms it's like in my for my in my example is um a, a trans man will feel discomfort about their chest their hips just because um biology says they're bigger than a man's like a cisgender man's i see all righty so start at the top what are some things that a cisgendered person might say that can offend a trans person unintentionally um little stuff that just kind of i don't know i just it's just stuff that kind of like puts you on the spot or just kind of just stuff that singles you out it's just like just because it's just i guess stuff where i would respond just, is it just because i'm trans are you saying that but um is it like more like microaggressions not necessarily a mic like you're not i guess yeah microaggressions just like um yeah just a little microaggressions i can't obviously think of any examples at the moment so is it, oh, is, it, is it more of just like someone like saying something like not trying to be offensive, but they did say something that like kind of like alludes to it in a sense, and like this might not come across like like 
in that sort of sense or yeah that's exactly like you're like you don't see what's wrong with it but it can be kind of problematic if you ask that ask it that's more it can be interpreted in like the wrong way yes gotcha Alrighty. so what are some questions that aren't appropriate to ask a trans person this is a bit easier for me to ask just because um a lot of it's just personal questions um it's not very appropriate to ask for a trans person's um dead name oh that's another term dead name that i probably should have gone over it's the a name assigned at a trans um trans person's um birth but obviously they go by a different mm. name now that that i think that's kind of self-explanatory though so that's why i didn't think no, of yeah, it, I, get but, that. I get that yeah um just like it's not something okay like cool to ask like, obviously every person's different person and personally i don't really like it when people ask me what my dead name is just because i don't think it's really anybody's business and it just like why why do you need to know that that's just kind of not necessarily suspicious but i just don't think it's very important right um, and sometimes people do have malice intent like once they know they might crack jokes that can go into the not cool like microaggression thing to say just like make like crack a joke or something but it's just i guess would just stray asking for that because it's not necessarily and if you as a trans person are asked you're not obligated whatsoever to tell them um but if you do feel comfortable by all means by all means but it's just not in general um in my personal experience i don't really like you when people ask and not a lot of trans and from what i've heard not a lot of trans people have like um hearing that question gotcha and another question that is often asked is are you going to get the surgeries that's also just kind of personal yeah i see yeah because when you really think about it you're asking um just something that's just super personal and that's not not a lot of people are just comfortable um talking about that because it has to do with genitals which is not not a lot of people are probably comfortable talking about that um, mm-hmm. just like out and, loud like that it's, it's not really something to ask yeah but yeah basically just like yeah and there's also like those are the two big ones that um probably just are the most like inappropriate just like but there are some stuff that are just um like sometimes people will just be like well are you sure this is kind of i feel like lgbt um, people face this a lot in general because, like, a lot of gay people ask, well, "Are you sure? Is it not? Are you sure it's not just a phase?" Yes, that's it's well, it's not a phase. I, I wording this wrong. Yeah, um, it's not a phase, of course, but it's just I don't know. It's just stuff like I guess a way to avoid asking questions um, that might offend someone in the LGBT trans community. Um, just kind of ask yourself, like, put yourself in their shoes kind of ask yourself that question and if that question makes you uncomfortable maybe you shouldn't ask that question gotcha so adding on to like all that uh what are like some other types of struggles that a trans person might face within their life um of course there's the the social discrimination but um just kind of of course there's the usual like getting called slurs and stuff and people will say this and that and put you down but some there are some inconveniences you may face like it's just a lot of legal stuff that can be in my personal experience a lot of the legal stuff can be kind of um, irritating because um 
in legal stuff, it's your, it's in my case, in most young trans people's case, this is more like younger people. Um, mm. it's legal stuff has your dead name, so uh. it's just kind of, uh, kind of awkward. Like, and like at school, um, I'm registered as my dead name, which, which can get kind of inconvenient because whenever there's a substitute, and I'm sure we can expect in this time we will have many substitutes. <sighs> I often have to go up to the substitute and tell them that I go by a different name, which can get, it's just kind of awkward for me. Just like, it's just a little bit inconvenient for me. Right. And sometimes I'm not too comfortable just cause like, I don't know. I Sometimes I get worried if it's an older substitute, I kind of get worried they might have something to say. I am, I'm lucky no one's ever had anything to say, but it's just something that can be kind of annoying. And I get you, I get you. Something that hasn't happened to me personally, but I have heard stories of is um, sometimes at airports, um, you know how they have those big scan machines that like, like, to, uh, yeah. to, like, like, yeah, check they have weapons. They, those kind of scan your whole body. So if you, so like people, so when the security does it, they may ask a question or like tell you this, it's just kind of inconvenient. I got you, I got you. And then that does that like round out like most of like the, the struggles or is there anything else that you might want to add to that? Um, my, just like there's a lot of like the social discrimination just comes like people a lot of ways people can do that is just like refuse to call you by your preferred name, refuse to call you by your preferred pronouns. Um, that not's not cool just because. Basically, it's ignorance. Yeah, it's a lot of ignorance that comes from, from other people that just kind of tends to uh, weigh people down. So it's... Yeah. I got you, I got you. So, like, continuing on from that, uh, in what ways has the trans community been affected by toxic masculinity? Ooh. Of course, toxic masculinity. I think, like, the baseline, there's a lot that goes into it, and I'm not going to go heavily into it just because... Um, there's a lot that goes into that subject, but I feel like when you really water it down, um, it basically means if you were born, like men have to act this way, women have to act that way. That's kind of just how I take it and interpret it. And mm -hmm. when it comes to being transgender, I feel like it can be, it can, it's very literal. Like, mm. like, the way toxic masculinity works is just like if you're a man you have to act this way you like many of the stereotypes we all know is just like um can't be emotional you have to wear this you can't do that just like basically don't act feminine which mm -hmm. um in my personal experience be, can be kind of hard because um when i was first transitioning um it was actually pretty hard on my mental health because i felt like i really couldn't do some of the things that i love like i usually personally i like painting my nails but this is but um, but I felt like I would be considered less of a man if I did that just because of stereotyping or not, well, it's not stereotyping, but it's just because of toxic masculinity and stuff. Um, it's just like the social norms not, that yeah, like, are like, yeah, it's mostly social. Yes. Um, yeah, basically. And well, I think nail polish isn't necessarily the best example because that's becoming more and more normalized, but that is still something that is like. But like, I, I don't know if I feel comfortable um, doing it just because I'm like, I was worried that me, people would see me less less of a man and being transgender, 
um, that can just be very literal. Gotcha. And this kind of like leads into like the next question, like as like to, uh, why might passing be so important to a trans person? It's important just because if you pass well, you won't get misgendered as often. In my case, I again, I've been told I pass well and it just leads to like not getting misgendered, but some people kind of get so into it. This is like, I'm not shaming anybody if you like all your choices, like I, I get it. But just cause like some people feel like they have to get the surgeries and they have to take the hormones and they have to do this just so people will um, see them more as um, the gender they identify, like a man or woman being trans. Like they, mm-hmm. a lot of, I feel like a lot of trans people feel like they have to do that, even though you you really don't, because getting all those surgeries and stuff doesn't really like. It, I don't know. Just if I feel like if you say you're a man, you're a man. If you say you're a woman, you're a woman. If you're say you're anywhere non-binary, that's what you are. I don't think you need to get any surgeries. You don't need any of those hormones to say like to um, be any less of that of course I've yeah. never had the surgeries and I don't see myself as any less of a man as the next guy but mm-hmm. but, pe- but for people in my personal experience I also feel very lucky in in my by in my genes because I have a lower voice and my shoulders are on the broader side and I'm tall so it's easier to pass in that way and just because I'm because because I have like um physical I have a lot more physical um traits to a cisgendered man gotcha and like something you brought up like previously about like the hormones and the surgeries that like leads into like the next question perfectly so like what do those do and like why can they be so hard for a trans person to get oh hormones let's start with hormones um I, I didn't I've never there's testosterone and there's estrogen um testosterone is for trans men estrogen is for trans women personally i have not researched estrogen because that doesn't really apply to me um but testosterone what exactly that does to your body is i think the best way um sum it up is like i feel like it's kind of going through puberty again because puberty is hormones because something that happens is you might get acne again um when you're on testosterone your voice will crack i'm not I haven't researched it heavily to point. I'm not entirely sure if you form an Adam's apple, but your voice does get lower and it'll get cracky. Um, a lot of the muscle mass like distributions will change. Like your arms and shoulders work will get more broad, but and your legs will get more thin. Mm-hmm. And I think your facial structure changes just because your body isn't taking um, your body basically just. Just how it reacts. Yeah, it's just adjusting to the, um, it's adjusting to the hormone being taken in. Gotcha. And then the surgeries, um, top surgery is like basically it changes your chest, um, more like the gender you identify. In my case, um, top surgery will be removing breasts. And then there's bottom surgery, which is, I have not researched that a lot um, and what exactly the doctors do down there, but, and I don't know if it's entirely appropriate to discuss here, but. I mean, it's, 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 it's all for education. So like, 
I don't know. <laughs> Let's just leave it. It's just like they change you. Like they just yeah. yeah. Just I think that's, leave it at that. <laughs> Let's just leave it there because yeah. And then the reason it may be hard to get some of those is um they're expensive. They're um, not cheap. Um, testosterone I researched can be up to $80 a month because you need to take it monthly. It's it's, a, it's only like once a month, but it's still up to $80 a month from what I've researched. Ooh. And like, is I that continual? Or is that like just up to like a certain point? Um, It depends. It, de- it really, really does depend on genetics because um, it's just going to depend on how well your body will take it. I think in my personal... Ex- well, I don't know this. Obviously, I haven't taken it, but I've always just had... A high testosterone level so I think I'm gonna adjust quickly to it um I'm just hoping it's just really gonna depend on your genetics on how well you take it and I think I'll hopefully be on the luckier side gotcha so moving on how can gender dysphoria that's one of our vocab words from earlier uh how can that affect a trans person mentally and physically Ooh, dysphoria Again, it kind of—I kind of already talked about this in the passing question, but it can affect a trans person's mental health um, mm. because you feel like you need to look a certain way in order to like um, be a real man, real woman. Even though, like, if you again, if you say you're the, you're that, but it can just be really damaging to your mental health because it's just a lot of the physical stuff you can't change immediately without doing the surgeries or hormones so um it can the mental the mentally damaging part can transfer into the physically um not only can you do self-harm in mental health ways but doing stuff to um pass because there are ways you can pass without getting the surgeries um some of those can be um they can hurt you for for example um what i do is bind and ch- or chest binding and what that does is it gives your chest a more masculine looks but uh but what it can do if you're not careful and you don't read the instructions it is so important to like listen to what people like what the researchers say because mm-hmm. um if you're not careful uh, chest binding can break your ribs oh yeah and but that's like kind of the worst thing like that I can really do. Well, that's like, obviously, that's like, that's like the worst that could happen. Well, breaking well breaking ribs on its own. Like the the binding will break your rib, but then the broken rib could puncture your lung and then you could die. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, but not only that, but just like that's just like the worst thing you get. But like even when you are safe, it can really hurt your back. It can get hard to breathe. In my personal experience, it does get hard to breathe. It does hurt my back. Mm. Um. Yes, you should definitely shouldn't sleep while doing some of that stuff. Like, but some people kind of just ignore it. And passing and dysphoria can—it's so important to where they do it too much and then they really hurt themselves. Gotcha. So this, this got to be safe with like how they do it. Yeah, so you really need to be—you need to be safe. Um, because you can really physically hurt yourself. Gotcha. And in my personal experience, I have dipped into the unsafe zone where my ribs have started to hurt 
I'm not, I'm being more safe and I don't think I broke anything. I hope I didn't break anything. I feel like I would know, I I feel like I would know by now if I broke anything. Um, But I do feel a lot of the pain even because I wasn't being the safest, but now I'm being safer and it feels better, but it still does kind of. Well, I mean, at least, at least you like learned and like are at least trying to be safer now. So yeah, like I haven't had too many problems now. Good, good. All right, and then moving on, one of the last questions. Why might it be so hard for a trans person or any person within the LGBTQIA community to come out to their families? Um, it's just be- there's. I feel like there's two main reasons. One reason being um, your family may be on the older side, like grandparents on the older side, mm. and some of them may be stuck in a time where that isn't really it's not quote-unquote okay like it's not normal like in today's society it's very it's becoming a lot more normalized in just being lgbt in general um which is great like we're making i think we're making a lot of progression but a lot of older people um are just kind of stuck in that time where it's not normal so older people might just have something to say well they'll say it's wrong they'll um just or they'll like cut you off stuff like that I see. And then the second reason is if your family doesn't end up accepting you, I feel like in my personal experience, well, I am lucky to have um, the acceptance, but the way I've always thought of it is I feel like if if your family weren't to accept you, I feel like I would have to kind of care. Like I have to deal with it, which is much different than a friend or a teacher because I feel like you, you can just not talk to them. You don't have to put up with it. But with, it's your family. You can't just, like... Yeah, you see family all the time, so... Yeah. Um, and it's just hard, because, like, families... Um, there's just not a great history of how, like, families accepting, because, like, people um, within the LGBTQI plus have been physically beaten. They've been verbally degraded. They've been flat-out disowned. So... It's just kind of hard to go come out to families just because um, you're afraid that might happen. Gotcha. And then rounding out the list, uh, what is uh, your opinion on trans representation within the media? It's an interesting one. Um, I feel like there's not a lot. There's not, at least to my knowledge, there isn't a huge amount. And... Speaking on the whole LGBTQIA, it's gotten a lot better. It's becoming more common and it's becoming way more normalized in most of the media you see, which is good. Um, but there's, but I haven't, but that's mostly just like, like same-sex relationships that I've seen in like major, um, like shows, right. but. But for trans, I haven't seen a huge amount of anything. And the way it used to be was, like, basically just making fun, like, stereotyping. Um, like, if like if you are within the LGBTQIA, like, sometimes, like, you might be, like, the villain in a story. Like, you're just kind of, or just kind of, like, dehumanized in some way. That's what I've seen in games up until around two, 2015. Um, before 2015. It, so basically, uh, it was previously depicted in a more negative light. Yes, it's getting better. 
it's gotten a lot better, which is why there's um, shows like The Owl House, Shira. Those shows are really important because it's just so normalizing of the stuff, and it's it's just super normalizing and humanizing. Gotcha. So it's progress, but more is hopefully more is on the way. Yes, hopefully. Gotcha. Well, is there anything else? Leave it up to you now. Any other things you want to tell to the audience out there? They want to um, just... yeah. <laughs> I accidentally interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, I I, I started trailing off because I was hoping you'd cut in and just start talking. But you got anything else to finish off the podcast? Just be yourself. Um, this goes to everybody that is listening to this. Just be yourself. Don't be afraid to be who you are. Don't be afraid to just express yourself for who you are. Um, doing things that aren't necessarily masculine don't make you any less of a man doing things that aren't necessarily feminine don't make you any less of a woman just be yourself love yourself um just don't let people put you down which is probably a lot easier for me to say but it is true like just like in the name keep your head up keep your head keep your head above it Ah. alright well thank you Tommy for coming on the podcast appreciate having you thank you for having me course and thank you everyone else for tuning in and remember kids keep your head up yeah